Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. A Clemson Monday here on Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the fan upstate. If there were restaurants that served crow, we would be eating it because we deserve it after this. You guys know the deal. On the show Offsides that gives you both sides, anytime there is a massive victory for any of the football programs, and by any I mean Clemson, South Carolina, the Florida Gators, Furman in the FCS playoffs, Appalachian State Mountaineers, a massive victory. If you're affiliated with the show, we rock the song. And uh, how about that, man? Totally unexpected, totally unpredictable. Uh, this is why we love college football, right? Because just when you think you've started to figure it out, just when you think you've got it under control, you got a feel for it. You realize you don't. You don't. Plus, these are totally different teams week in and week out. You know, we're all rolling our eyes at Clemson last week. You can't beat Notre Dame. They're too physical. They're too fundamentally sound. Different Clemson team. Different Clemson team, man. And, uh, Diesel, I know you were there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it was a game that unbelievably, you know, like, th- th- say it out loud, folks. Clemson had more control over Notre Dame than South Carolina did over Jacksonville State. <laughs> I mean, that's a true statement, right? 
Clemson had more control over Notre Dame than South Carolina did over Jacksonville State. I'm Mark Ryan, and I approve this message. You were there. I was there. I had a corner end zone seat towards the Oculus um, right underneath the big one of the, the the small big screen in that corner. Uh, I mean, the atmosphere was good in the second half. I'm going to tell you flat out, Clemson fans, y'all did not show up and show out and get loud in the first half. Wow. In the first half. It was muted. It was quiet. You guys weren't getting up on third downs. I mean, it was really, really, really quiet in Death Valley. And it took really, I think, midway through the third quarter. I think, I'm, I, think I marked it in my mind. About five minutes to go in the third quarter was the first time I thought that stadium actually got loud. The first time the whole game. I thought that stadium actually got loud. And, I mean, you needed it. The fans got loud when you needed to. You got loud. And I didn't think it was going to be 80% full. You said I, third quarter or fourth quarter? Third five quarter. Minutes. Th- five minutes third, left in the third quarter. Five minutes to go in the third so, quarter. So the last third of the game, because Correct. the game is 60 minutes, the final 20 minutes, the crowd got loud. I didn't think that the stadium was going to be more than 80 85% full. Uh, but it was. there were a few empty seats here and there. You could see them. Uh, but it was mostly full. All the way up to the corners, um, you, you showed out finally in the second half, and you needed it because, by God, those last four drives, the fourth quarter for Clemson was god-awful. God-awful. Great through the first three. God-awful in the fourth quarter. Offensively. Defense, we're not talking about you. You were great all game. And there's a lot of folks that are going to owe Wes Goodwin an apology, right? Because, oh, my gosh, he's no Brent Venables. Brent, Brent, he's our man. If he can't do it, nobody can. And Brent goes to Oklahoma. Wes Goodwin comes in. Look at this guy. Doesn't look like a coach. Doesn't sound like a coach. If uh, if you saw Wes Goodwin on the street, I can't tell you how many times I heard this. You would think he was just any 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 um, you know any average Joe college football fan. You know, doesn't have the look of a coach or a coordinator and all that stuff. Bro, they're playing for him. They're playing hard for him. At worst, Clemson has a top 10 defense in America. At best, they have a top five defense in America. All right. And what I saw absolutely positively blew me away. Uh, Blew me away. Never expected to see that. Uh, Diesel, my prediction was 31-13 Notre Dame. Whoops. Your prediction was 24-10 Notre Dame. Hey, I was close to my prediction for what I thought Notre Dame would score. Yeah, you were. You were. <laughs> they, they scored 23, 31-23. Yep. Um, as honest as I can be, I didn't think Clemson had it in them. I said it last week. Media members want to be right. I wanted to be proven wrong. Congrats, Clemson Tigers, on doing just that. And cheers, tip of the cap, to Dabo Sweeney for creating a special moment in this of all seasons, 166 wins, the winningest Clemson coach of all time. And it's becoming a thing, Diesel, now where, like, you know, when South Carolina loses, Shane Beamer doesn't show his anger but then kicks things, right? When South Carolina wins... Shane Beamer pulls a how you like me now every single press conference. After the game, Dabo has a moment here that is a little Shane Beamer-esque. You can feel that the emotions, the doubt, the hate, the criticism, 
has started to boil over inside Dabo just a little bit. Tyler from Spartanburg got some of this last week. Tyler from Spartanburg has become a household name and part of the 2023 story of the Clemson football season. And I got to tell you, I think Tyler from Spartanburg was the MVP of that game. I thought the last two weeks Clemson slept walked at Miami. They slept walked at North Carolina State. They're not playing for a college football playoff berth, a national championship, even an ACC championship, and now they're not even playing for 10 wins. They needed something from the outside to give them a kick right in the nads, and Clemson, this is what did it. Clemson wouldn't send us a flag to put up on the wall in the studio, but I do hope that they're sending a care package to Tyler and Spartanburg because he motivated Dabo, he motivated that team enough to want to go out there and get this win. MVP of the damn game. Tyler from Spartanburg, MVP of the damn game. I mean, it's incredible, right? Like, it's it's like he was the one that created the spark, which is exactly what I think he was trying to do, right? Like, Dabo, why are we paying you $11.5 million to be four and four? Give me something. Give me something, right? Clemson did. They gave you something, and that was incredible to see. So there's a lot of jumping off points there. Um, you know, Let's hear from Dabo after the game. Uh, Dabo's sounds like he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder himself. Coach, at the end there, you fell to your knees. That fumble was not the defining moment of the game. What was it like to watch your defense seal this for you? Well, I mean, it was awesome. They were awesome all day. Uh, I think they had like four or five punts in a row. It was a great finish. Uh, it's kind of been that type of year, but this today, we made one more play, and I'm just really proud of the fight with the guys. I'm really happy for our players. Speaking of fight, you said this team will not stop fighting despite adversity. What kind of fight did you see from a decimated offensive line? Well, listen, yeah, we had 10 or 11, star- 10 or 11 starters out. You know, we've got uh, Lyman in there, Trent Howard, freshman Harrison against a great football team, and they battled their asses off today. And I'm really proud of we ain't had much to go our way this year. But the one thing you that has shown up every week is the heart and the fight of Clemson. And I know we're down and everybody's throwing dirt on us. But if, if Clemson's a stock, you better buy all you freaking can buy right now. <laughs> hey, guys, those of you who have, uh, you know, been lifelong Clemson fans and, you know, the entire time that he's been at Clemson, Dabo Sweeney fans. Uh, many of you wanted Dabo fired in his first three years. Many of you didn't believe he was the guy, right? It's not like I'm the only one who has ever been wrong about a game on Clemson, right? But um, I, I don't. I never heard Dabo curse a single time before last week, you know. And now, now Dabo Sweeney's <laughs> dropping ass. Left and right, I'm not going to let a wise-ass, a smart-ass talk to me like this. It's just not going to happen. I'm not going to let it happen. You know, like, how about that? Have, have you guys ever heard Dabo curse before? I've never heard Dabo curse before. I'll take it another level. Remember uh, about a month ago when Mark Wahlberg was on campus? Uh, he was in the coaches' meeting with the players, and after Dabo got done, Mark Wahlberg said to Dabo, you got me effing fired up, coach. And it was the most awkward moment of my life watching that. Because I'm like, oh, he just dropped an F-bomb to a head coach that never curses. 
Like, what, what do I make of this? This is so weird. This is so awkward. And that's exactly what he did. You know, so, uh, man, uh, really, really odd game, fire, like fired up game. You know, the, the crowd, Diesel said it was a little bit muted. If you were at the game, did you feel the game was a little bit muted from a Clemson standpoint? All told, though, tip of the cap, man. Tip of the cap. You know, you weren't supposed to be able to beat Notre Dame this year. I mean, explain this. How are you in a 17-12 to game against Wake Forest in the fourth quarter, but you do that to Notre Dame? How do you almost beat Florida State, but then you lose to Miami and NC State? How do you explain any of this? This is a Jekyll and Hyde team. This is a team that is that is different from one week to the next. This is a team that, let's hope, is finding itself. Finding itself. And I'll tell you what else. You know, Sam Hartman went to, transferred to from Wake Forest to Notre Dame. Why? Because he got the bag. Notre Dame gave him the bag. The other reason he transferred, reason number two, was he wanted a place where he'd have more of a spotlight to make a run at the National Football League. And every time Sam Hartman plays against Clemson, he shows you why he's not an NFL quarterback. He's now 0-6 against Clemson. Now, it's not just the record, right? Peyton Manning was 0-4 against Florida. And last I checked, he had a halfway decent regular season NFL career, right? Halfway decent regular season NFL career for Peyton Manning. Sam Hartman was 13 for 30 against Clemson with two picks. You watched him, Diesel. Is that an NFL quarterback? No, it didn't. certainly didn't look good against Clemson. What was interesting, you know, I told you this off the air before the show started. I was watching a play, and this is the first time I think I've ever caught myself doing this. I watched the play where Sam Hartman threw his, I think I believe it was his second interception towards the end of the game, fourth quarter. Uh, play ends, Notre Dame's right guard stands up, and he's limping. His knee, his ankle, don't know what it was. He's limping. But he doesn't call for timeout. He doesn't call for a sub. And I'm watching him. Just eyes lock on this guy. He's like, something's going on here. This is not going to end well for Notre Dame. Very next play, Clemson's defensive tackle gets through the line, beats the guy, gets to Sam Hartman, and that's when Sam Hartman threw that long interception late in the fourth quarter. So, like, it's the first time I've ever watched something and and really honed in on something and, and been like, that's that's going to be a problem for Notre Dame, and it was. And I'll tell you what, we've got the audio of that interception late in the game, fourth quarter, Sam Hartman 13 for 30. This, I mean, Notre Dame got Sam Hartman to win games like this. And, you know, I'll tell you guys, one of the reasons why the SEC has the most players drafted is not just because they think they're the best players. Another part of it is, the NFL feels like they've been able to watch these guys against the closest level of competition that you're going to see in the NFL. And when Sam Hartman goes up against Clemson's defense, that is an upper echelon SEC defense, SEC caliber defense. NFL scouts want to know, hey, man, can you slice and dice Clemson? The answer is no. Here's the proof. Hartman just 50% for the day, 12 out of 24. Nothing down the field, that one's intercepted. Threw it down the field over the head of Tyree. 
Not good. Not good, Sam Hartman. Great job, Clemson defense. That was the second interception of the game. game. Yeah, not good. Like, really inexcusable. Um, And, you know, you'd have to consider Sam Hartman and Notre Dame right now. Experiment failed, right? I mean, three losses? You know, like, what were the goals there? Certainly not. I mean, they would be missing a a 12-team college football playoff right now. That's experiment failed. But how about Clemson, man? Huge win just when they needed it, just when they had to have it. Um, And I, for one, am proud of the guys. I'm proud of the guys. Very, very well done. You showed me. I hoped that all of the doubt, we were part of the doubt in this game. We hoped it would motivate you. It's obvious it did when all the chips are down and no one thinks you have a chance. People thought Clemson had a chance against Florida State at the beginning of the year. Folks didn't think you had a shot against Notre Dame now. You proved us wrong. The crow does not taste good. And I give you all the congratulations in the world for doing that. For doing that. And the the flip side of that, though, is the following. If you can do that, okay, if you can flip a switch and do that, I better never see a performance like Miami again, a performance like NC State again, a performance like Wake Forest again. It's not about the matchup, man. It's not about the matchup, all right? It's about the effort, the focus, the concentration, attention to detail. Cade doesn't look great, still doesn't look great, all right? The offensive line doesn't look great. However, so long as the offense doesn't implode, that defense, I'm telling you, Diesel, that defense can keep them in the game against anybody. If the offense doesn't give the ball to the other team, Clemson, Ohio State tomorrow, with that defense, if the offense doesn't turn the ball over, they're going to be in the game in the fourth quarter. I can't tell you how many times... You'd see Phil Maffa pick up four, five, six on first down and then two incomplete passes or a bad run or a bad read from Cade where he pulled the ball and he would get sacked behind the line and then you punt the ball away. Like Cade is Cade's throwing behind receivers consistently. He was better this week than he has been in the past, but Cade still has a long way to go to be a legitimate top tier quarterback in college football. A long way to go. You can't trust Cade Klubnick to go out there and make the throw at the right time when you really, really need it. If Cade was a female, you'd be calling him very untrustworthy, Diesel. Very, very un... That's an inside joke, by the way, guys. Um, No, at best right now, best case scenario, Cade Klubnick is a game manager that you can have run a very specific and tight set of controls. Okay. Um, but he's not the guy that's going to audible off of the wrong play and call the right play for you. He's not the guy that's going to be able to get to his third or fourth read on a single play. He's not the guy that you can rely on to make good decisions. I maintain he should have been punished for for changing the play against his right against Miami at the end of the game. And yesterday, Saturday proved that, good God, why were they, why were they constantly putting Shipley in at running back one? Why was Will Shipley running back one unless Phil Maffa was injured? Phil Maffa is is light years better than than Will Shipley. Light years. Shipley is your number two back. We have got a lot more to get to on that game. Uh, We check on 
the carpro.com text line. Texter says, good game, Phil Maffa, but Clem- Klubnik stunk, and the pick six and muffed punt saved Clemson and allowed Klubnik to hand the ball off. He barely completed 50% of his passes. I think the best thing Cade Klubnik did all day was that pooch kick. <laughs> uh, Am I wrong? No. No, Texter says, I'm a Carolina fan, but you're right. South Carolina struggled the entire game. I hope Tyler from Spartanburg calls Beamer. <laughs> uh, Texter says, West Goodwin is not Venables, but he does still have a lot of Venables players. It's freaking Beamer. Uh, Texter says, thanks, Tyler. Wish you would have spoken up eight weeks ago. Yeah, Tyler, lead off the season next time, will you? fans suck. Lead them off next time. Uh, let's see. Texter says, Mark, did Dabo say asses on live TV? What about the kids, Dabo? Like, you guys tell me. I, like, I've never heard Dabo curse before the last week. I've been here four and a half years. I've never heard him curse. Is this a new thing, or have you guys ever heard him curse before? This feels like they kind of reignited the bring your own guts Dabo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that guy has been gone for a couple of years. Yeah, no, he has. This is good to see. Hunt GPT says, I was so shocked by halftime. It made you think, where has this team been all year? I agree with Diesel, though. The fourth quarter was awful. There was a low snap that cost them a drive. There was a snap over Klubnik's head that cost them a drive. There was the fumble by Phil Maffa. You know, Phil, Phil had a really good game, but it wasn't perfect. It wasn't, it wasn't as clean as it could have been. And I forget what happened on the fourth drive in the uh, in the fourth quarter, but I mean Clemson had opportunity after opportunity to uh, to ice that game away. All they needed was field goals, and they could have iced that game away. But they kept giving the ball back. Shout out to Clemson's punter. I don't know his name, but that dude just kept putting Notre Dame inside the ten yard line, and the defense just stepped up and shut him down from there on. I mean, again, you you could have scored points on two of those four drives and ice the game. And then it looks like an ass whooping. It really would have, but you didn't. You left the door open for Notre Dame to come back and take that game from you. I got to tell you what, Diesel. Uh, between Dabo, you and me, I've now heard five asses in this segment. That that is the most time that word has ever been said. Ass. There you go. Six. Hunt GPT says I really was hoping for a Sean McDonough voice crack. Texter says I was at the game. Notre Dame receivers weren't involved in the first twenty-five minutes of the game, and then when needed. They look like they weren't even trying to get separation. That allowed Clemson to play single high, stack the box. That's how they shut down the run game down after the first quarter. Uh, And there you go. Congratulations, Clemson Tigers. You controlled Notre Dame more than South Carolina controlled Jacksonville State. Say it out loud. That's the good news. The bad news is we got to talk about the Carolina Panthers next. Here on Offsides, we are the Fan Up State. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. It's offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the fan upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Joining us right now is the color analyst of the Carolina Panthers, Jim Zoki. Now, um, every once in a while, guys, you know, like we admit things that we know we're about to step in it, okay? And uh, I need to do so right now, all right? I learned a very, very valuable lesson of why you should never have pet names for your significant other, all right? Because you ready for this, Diesel? Diesel's made fun of me for this before. He goes, Mark, do you really call Angela babe? Do you really do that? And the answer is yes. Now, Diesel's looking at me like, Mark, we got Jim Zoki on. Why are you talking about this? My wife. That's my wife. Wa-wa-wee-wa. So anyway, here's what happened today. Uh, Jim texts me, and he says, Mark, can we do a little bit earlier than 3.40 today? If Carolina Panthers have practice. I said, sure, no problem. I open up my phone. I go to text Angela. Rent is due today, babe. Just wanted you to know. I send the text to Jim Zoki. So Jim Zoki goes, uh, <laughs> I'm hoping this was to your wife. That's what Jim Zoki says. <laughs> we have to pay rent today, babe. That's what I said. Uh, Jim, babe, how are you? Good to have you on. What's going on, sir? Uh, how's your day going, Pookie Bear? <laughs> Great, sexy. Great to hear from you, buddy. I, I love the comfort level. Yes, me too. Me too. <laughs> oh, unbelievable. Great to have you on, Jim. Did, okay. The question is, did she, did she pay the rent, though? I don't want you to be we, homeless. No, I, I got the rent today. We took care of it. <laughs> yeah, we're okay. good. We get we get till the 6th to pay the rent. Can you believe that? Say, That's a pretty good deal. First of, the month, first of the month was a couple of days ago. I'm I just know. a little bit worried. Yeah. No, thank thank you for your concern, my friend. I, I truly, do, <laughs> truly do appreciate that. Uh, Jim, look, the defense played lights out, um, and it, it, it's so odd, isn't it? The week-by-week dynamic in the NFL. A week ago, Bryce Young looked like clearly the better pick than C.J. Stroud. A week later, C.J. Stroud goes for 470 yards and put up 39 points. 
and Carolina's really struggling in large part due to Bryce Young's mistakes. What did you take in yesterday? I, yeah, it, it was surprising because it's been this, this kind of progressive, steady ascent. And, of course, you know, you're going to have your ups and downs. I mean, it was such a dramatic setback in this game. Uh, those interceptions were the complete difference in the game. Three interceptions, two pick sixes. As you said, the defense kept the score low. They did a great job against a really explosive Colts offense. And it's set up as being, you know, it's the highest scoring defense in the league. They're giving up 28 points per game. So it's set up as being you know, the day where we thought maybe Bryce is actually going to go off for some big, like, fantasy football-type numbers instead of just kind of a, a lot of checkdowns and some uh, easier stuff. And it was the complete opposite. And you kept waiting for it to, to click in. It, it never did. So obviously there's other things going on, like the offensive line. Uh, still was not protecting well for him. He got sacked four times, a lot of that right up in the middle. And so, yeah, it, it was uh, it was surprising uh, the amount that the offense went back in that game. Uh, you know, Jim, in the pregame show, I was talking with our co-host uh, saying that, you know, this Carolina Panthers team has, has been fairly consistent offensively, consistently uh, bad. Generally speaking, we're looking at one touchdown and a couple of field goals. Uh, how does this team uh, – how is this team going to – turn that around and start adding multiple touchdowns per game. I mean, that's that's obviously where they have to be to be winning games in the NFL. You're not going to win a whole lot of games only scoring 13 points a game. I know Thomas Brown uh, really wants to start adding multiple touchdowns on the board per game, but how are they going to take that next step and accomplish that? Yeah, when they fell behind uh, to the Colts, it just felt like, well, they just don't have the ability to get a lot of big chunk explosive plays to quickly get back into it. It was like it was handoffs. It was short passes. Of course, the Colts are expecting it, so they're playing back and all that. But outside of the Hayden Hurst uh, getting open for you know a long 48-yard gainer, I mean, it's just like it doesn't. It's not the Miami Dolphins out there. It's not the you know explosive team that you're looking at out there. So I, I don't know honestly to answer your question that they have much personnel to do that. I think the the more what their brand is. Is uh, is a little bit more conservative and you know good hands, Adam Thielen, good route running, but yeah, they're they're not really a team that's going to get a bunch of big forty and fifty yard bites. So that's maybe something that won't be addressed really fully, obviously, until the off season when they can look at what's happened this year to surround him with that. I mean, he had you know before he got here, there were Christian McCaffrey's and there were DJ Moore's, and of course those players have all been traded uh, to get draft picks and to get Bryce Young, and, and they just don't really have that kind of explosive player on the on the roster right now. Jim Zoki joining us. Jim, it seems to me like Chuba Hubbard has wrestled away the running back one designation. How has he done that? Performance. You know, Miles was a little bit dinged up physically with injuries, but you know, Chuba had worked hard this offseason, and uh, and to his credit, uh, he's, he's improved this year. And he, he plays hard, he runs fast, and he's always been a track guy, uh, but he put a little bit more body weight on. So I think he's become a really complete back. So. He's done well. I thought, you know, outside Miles Sanders dropping an easy pass yesterday, he ran the ball better than he had of late. And you really want that, obviously, in this league to have a one-two punch. Uh, I think, you know, I think overall we're in the 130s in total rushing yesterday. Uh, so I think if, if Miles is back healthy and playing the way they thought he would, at least like he did in the Atlanta game to start the season, and Chuba keeps doing what he's doing, I think they'll be okay in the running game. It's not going to be, you know, I think it terrorizes anybody as far as defensive coordinators. Uh, but uh, I think that they, the two of them together uh, could be a nice compliment just to have a good rushing component to the game. Jim, why didn't the Panthers make any moves before the trade deadline? I mean, obviously at this point, the team you had is the team you're going to have 
for the rest of the season, pieces were needed. So why didn't that happen? I don't know if there was anything that – it wasn't much – first of all, across the league, outside of Washington trading two of their defensive linemen, there wasn't a lot of anything going on. You know, the Vikings had to add a quarterback in Joshua Dobbs. So it was just one of those things where I don't think it was very active across the league. And I think, you know, from the standpoint of what could they add that they didn't already have? What would be an improvement over Jonathan Mingo's development or Terrace Marshall seeing what you have with him as far as receiver goes? Um, and I think, you know, Tommy Tremble's taking more snaps at tight end with Hayden Hurst, I think that they kind of got, you know, what they have at tight end for this season too. And obviously they must not have found another lineman that, that fit their needs as far as what was being asked in return. And as far as trading anybody away, I just, I don't, what, you're probably at best looking at a day three draft pick of some kind for anybody outside of Brian Burns. So I just probably wasn't much reason to move any of their veteran players without getting enough in return to make it worth their while. The words of Jim Zoki joining us here on the show. Uh, given where Frank Reich was most recently employed, Jim, did you get the sense there was any little extra venom in the coffee, pep in the step heading into this one? I'm sure they would uh, like that. I, it was something he obviously didn't want to talk about himself, and I, he's that way. So I think that's genuine when he says he doesn't really hold any resentment about being let go by the Colts. It is the business of the league, and we've seen it. Uh, that happens. So uh, the Colts. Coaches, players, they, they move around, and, and the next thing you know, they're on another team, and they're always going to be facing their former team at some point. So I don't think it was a huge thing, but I do think they would have liked to have won that for them. I also don't think it's a team that, you know, has like a lot of quotable guys outside the box of the norm of what they would say every week is to go 1-0 and and to, to win the task that's in front of them. So I think they do treat all the games the same way. So I don't think there was a ton of fire about that in particular, but uh, clearly they would like to have done that and accomplish that for them. Jim, a P1 listener of the show watching along on our YouTube channel, Mongo, right now is saying Rattler to Carolina. Now, obviously, Andy Dalton is a different style of quarterback from Bryce Young. In your mind, is there any interest from the team at all in pursuing a quarterback, whether through trades or through the draft, who can run a style of offense more similar to Bryce Young so you don't have to change so much if Bryce were to go down? Yeah, I've seen it both ways because all the years when Cam was having his success, Derek Anderson was the backup, and they weren't really the same kind of player at all. Uh, you know, Derek wasn't the least bit of a running quarterback like Cam was in his prime. So, uh, and they had success with that. So, I think, you know, it, it's usually like if something happens, they have a set of plays that will run for a different quarterback, uh, but they all have to run the base offense. You always have what you have base, and then you have what's specific and special to a particular quarterback. And if an injury happens where it carries over for a couple of weeks, it's not that hard to move into a different style. So it's not, I don't think it's big of a movement, uh, whether you have you know one quarterback or another, a lefty versus a righty, a runner versus a non-runner, uh, probably as much because I think most teams run something basic that's, uh, that's very similar across the league. You know, I, I was surprised to see this today, Jim. Uh, Pat McAfee's interviewing Adam Schefter, and the question is, could Frank Reich be out after one year in Carolina? Please tell me that Dave Tepper is going to have the patience to give this at least three. Oh, yeah, I don't think there's any chance after going through two coaches last year because Steve Wilkes was obviously a strong consideration as the interim coach to be the head coach after Matt Rule. Uh, I think, you know, you've got to stay the course of what you've started here. And, again, we're just now at the halfway point of year one of, of Bryce Young and Frank Reich. And I think what you do is you identify you know, what, what needs to be fixed as you go, what are the parts to keep and, and groom from. I was telling um, our guys on the air this morning, the worst season in Panthers history was 2001 when they went 1-15. and 
But the draft class that the departing George Seifert left behind was Dan Morgan, Chris Jenkins, and Steve Smith. And so I'm not saying that's the draft they had or whatever, but I mean, it just shows you that even in the worst of seasons, those were young players that had just come into the league who really hadn't developed all the way. I mean, there was clearly some obvious talent even in their rookie years. Uh, but, yeah, that's what you do when you're, when you're not winning is figure out the parts you're going to keep, the ones you can keep, and then add and, and complement around that through the draft and through free agency and trades uh, to fill out your roster. So I think, you know, if, we, if the season ends up not getting much better than what it is, that's what you have to make out of your roster the rest of the way in your coaching staff. Jim Zoki, Panthers color analyst, joining us here on the show. You know, Jim, we looked at this three-game stretch, Houston, Indianapolis, and Chicago as being a stretch of three winnable games. You get past that, and, man, things look really tough uh, for the remainder of the season. How many games do you see as winnable for the remainder of the season? We, you know, you got on the road at the Bears, uh, uh, Dallas, the Titans, Bucks, Saints, Falcons, Packers, Jags, and Bucks again. How many of those do you see being legitimate chances to win? I think it's not really like the the worst schedule. I think you know you, you look at the ones that are more difficult are probably like uh, like Jacksonville on the road, and uh, I think you know Dallas in a couple of weeks will be an interesting one to see you know, what they can do with them. But uh, it's kind of hard to rate, you know, one week from another, such a topsy-turvy league. But, you know, the games within the division, I think, you know, none of those are scary. You mentioned Tennessee is not particularly scary. So I do think beyond the Chicago game, there's not like a – it's not the worst schedule. I think they've gone through some of the harder parts with Detroit and Miami on the road already. Did you guys hear something in the background there before Jim's last answer? He was doing something that many of you don't. Okay, and I wish you would. I hope you use that as an example. Jim was using his turn signal. Jim, that was a beautiful sound. I don't see that enough. I don't hear that enough around here. I, just... I actually lowered my window and did a hand signal on top of it. Oh, there, just to, there you uh, go. There you just go. to double down like, like a bicyclist would. But uh, <laughs> I've clearly arrived at Panthers practice in the stadium here, as you can tell. So I, I did one with, you know, Josh Graham, right, up in Winston-Salem. I was doing one with him where I pulled into the parking deck. I had to roll the window down and actually talk the people on a game day to, to get through and um i just had to uh this time pull into a parking spot but that was uh that was a good i did play by play for josh on that particular one there you go there you go folks his name is uh jim zoki he's the color analyst for the carolina panthers and he joins us each and every monday always appreciate it jim enjoy practice thanks so much appreciate it thanks guys all right take care jim zoki uh with the carolina panthers on a very very disappointing Disappointing day uh, for Carolina. Just unable to string together two good defensive performances. You know what it felt like I was watching yesterday, Diesel? It felt like I was watching the pre-Notre Dame Clemson Tigers. See what I'm saying? <laughs> like the defense saving their ass. The defense holding Indianapolis under 200 yards? Under 200 yards. 198 total yards. And the offense just giving the damn game away. Yeah, it's one side of the ball completely letting the other side down. If, if this Carolina Panthers team was good enough to just score 17, 21 points a game, they'd win a lot more football games. But they're, they're just pitiful. And the most disappointing thing about that is, you know, is that Bryce Young is supposedly a ready-made quarterback. He's not one of these developmental guys. He's not a Will Levis. He's a savant at the position, really smart guy, high IQ. You know, he's not an overly athletic guy, not a big guy, not a fast guy, right? Like what he's supposed to do is play efficient and mistake-free football, 
And that's what he failed miserably at last week. Man of Tomorrow on YouTube says, what a, what's sadder is watching C.J. Stroud ball out of his mind. Yeah. I mean, he looked bad against Carolina last week, but he looked really good this week. No, he looked outstanding. Absolutely, positively outstanding. All right, guys. We, got so, we have some more thoughts on uh, Clemson-Notre Dame that we will share with you next right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the fan upstate. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the Fan Upstate. Fantastic to have you guys with us. We go to the phones. There was another game in the state of interest. Jacksonville State played South Carolina. You might know we have some uh, some very famous Gamecock callers over these over this way. Uh, these are these are people that have made names for themselves on this show, and we always have a platform for them. And I cannot wait to hear this. Crazy Ralph was at the South Carolina-Jacksonville State game. Crazy Ralph, the floor is yours. Yeah, hello there, Mark. I almost called you on CBS Radio. I was listening to you there on Saturday. Thank uh, you, buddy. I almost I wanted to go national there with my name and everything, but I thought, you know what, I was going to save it for the good people of the upstate here. I got to tell you, man, I sat there at Willie B on Saturday on a beautiful, uh, on as beautiful of an afternoon as one could ever want to watch a football game until the whistle blew. And it was one of the most infuriating, stressful, and agonizing three hours of torture I've ever spent in my life. That Gamecock defense made Jacksonville State's ball carriers look like the second coming of Earl Campbell. They had our defensive players bouncing off of them like quarters off of Diesel's mother's backside. Now, that's a compliment to your mother, by the way, Diesel. Thank you. Then there's Rattler. I've never seen a quarterback throw for so many yards and accomplish so little. He hit one receiver in stride all day long, and that was Leggett on the touchdown pass. The rest of his throws were underthrown or off the mark. Receivers were diving on the ground to catch him, or they had to run backwards to catch him. He is the most overrated quarterback in the country. In the country, he is a future NFL bust. Mark it down. Now I'm realizing most of these people around here who think Rattler is actually a good quarterback are the same people that years ago used to think Todd Ellis was a good quarterback. Somebody needs to go back and look at his statistics someday. But I digress. Then there's this freaking Beamer. I have never seen a coach 
so ready to celebrate after barely beating a team that is about a division higher than Spartanburg Community College. He had the audacity to call all of us, quote, miserable fans out for wanting him to set the bar just a little bit higher. I know that there was a time when we actually beat ranked SEC teams. God forbid we want our players to strive for bigger fish than Jacksonville State. That guy is going to rue the day that he took on this fan base. I spent hundreds of dollars to watch that pathetic display of coaching, maybe the most dis- pathetic display of coaching I've witnessed from a Division I team. And he wants us to be happy. He wants us to celebrate with him. Who is this freaking moron coach? Someone should slap the nuts off the side of his face, that spoiled little brat, This guy has zero tolerance for criticism. He's a little narcissist whose daddy spent way too much time in the locker room instead of tanning his little behind and teaching him some manners. He kicks coolers? Well, I kick my dog upside down every time I watch him coach. Fake another punt, Beamer. Throw it into double coverage. Chest bump another kick of Shane. I can't hardly stand it. I don't even have the energy today to go into Ray Tanner. All I know is Rich Rodriguez proved to everyone he would have been a better option than Beamer, let alone Lane Kiffin or Hugh Freeze or Jamie Chadwell. The list goes on and on of the people we could have had. Rich Rod had that team ready to play, and he almost pulled it off, so my hat is off to him. That crowd was so dumbfounded, guys, by halftime that we couldn't even give cheers to the coach that was worthy of cheers, the greatest of all time, Steve Spurry, the one who showed us what we could be, the one who set the bar high for every coach to follow. He and those players deserve so much better than the ovulations they got from our fans at halftime. We should have been standing to our feet, but everybody in that stadium looked like they'd just been kicked in the teeth. It was horrible. I never want to experience another Saturday at Willie B like that again. And I pray I don't have to ever hear another press conference from Shane Beamer again, although I know I've got another one coming up this week that's going to make me grind my teeth as well. So that's what I got for you. Uh, I wish I could be happier for you today, but, guys, it was a rough one down in Columbia on Saturday. Have a great week. Wow. Uh, Diesel, okay. Listen, listen. On point. Uh, Listen, we now – we're getting to a point with Crazy Ralph where (laughs) we've got a top three Crazy Ralph calls of all time, right? Um, where was this one? Where does this one rank? I think that might be number two. Yeah, he was seething. I you think could that hear might the emotion, be... the the slight little <laughs> wobble in his voice. And thank you for complimenting my mom's backside. I never <laughs> thought of it that way. I don't want to think of it that way. Uh... Now you put the thought in my head. But I mean, crazy Ralph, you were just on one today. Man, on he one. was. He was, and um, it was incredible. Uh, Crazy Ralph, if we got another few drops, you I'm know the need goal a whole page of just Crazy Ralph. We are Crazy Ralph. The goal every time you call in, sir, is for you to give us one more drop from your great name and your great call that we can use. And today we got at least three, so uh, that's fantastic. The one-liners from you, sir. The one-liners from you are legendary. Uh, what a character! What when a is character. this nightmare going to end? <laughs> Uh, crazy Ralph. And by the way, feel free to call the CBS show anytime you would, uh, anytime you'd like as well. Guys. Also, can I thank you? Um, the text line was buzzing on the CBS show on Saturday. Uh, we got two local calls on the national show. And one of them said, this is what the guy said. I think it was Kevin in Spartanburg diesel. 
And he goes, Mark Ryan, I'm sitting on my back porch, and I've got a beer in my hand, and I'm listening to the best damn radio host in all the land. Life is good. I listen to you locally. I love you and Diesel. Now I'm listening to you nationally, and I feel like I'm right there with you. It was, like, awesome. Just awesome. Guys, thank you so much for the support, man. It means, means the world to us. It really, really does. All right, coming up next on the show, we will flip the script. Uh, who to keep, who to punt, and who to kick to the future among NFL quarterbacks. That's next right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the fan upstate. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 